enjoy the show. Try for us. God damn it, I told you not to hotbox that. Fashizzle Dizzle. Doesn't Takiti and me sound like a sitcom? MCU yeah. with a twist. That may be a drink. That is a drink, apparently. So, we're just going to call a mulligan on this one, and if you want a good time, especially when people are just bickering and going at their best, you definitely want to check out Purge Hangers and Wall Hangers YouTube page, which you will find up here on the PJANDWH website. And I don't even know what to say anymore. Give me... Here we go. Just need to reload that. <laughs> so you can find the YouTube right here on the pjandwh.com website, and you will find the most amazing end scene segment after the credits. And remember, the podcast doesn't end until Connor says one punch. But we start off podcast number 158 with uh, tonight. Thor isn't retiring, Flash's restart, Leap of Faith in VR, PlayStation reveals all, leading to Ragnarok and more. So we're going to hop on over here to the Contact Us page. Let us know your name, your rank, your social media, social security number, whatever you want to give us. Gender. Um, Whatever you're willing to give up. um... (coughs) But... Our first story, being titled as a thick boy, <laughs> however you want to be titled, <laughs> we start off this podcast the best way I could find possible. Police arrest mother and son over Pokemon counterfeiting ring. Did You, you didn't do your tagline <laughs> intro. Oh, I did. You did? Yeah, you were hiding under the, oh, yeah, under the yeah. table. That's because of the abysmal failure that was the beginning of this podcast. But this is podcast number one. But as a phoenix, we I'm shall man. rise. Yes. <laughs> I am the Matman. To my left is uh, one Christopher Bristow, the old man in the Perjanger boxes. Katarina, Cat Go Google, Katarina Thermoscara, flying in all the way from Thermoscara. I hear she knows Wonder Woman. And then our producer, the ominous voice, one big brother, Stephen Bucarell. So we start off this podcast with a police arrest, and authorities in Japan have arrested a 23-year-old male and his 39-year-old mother, the former working at an office by day while the mother did part-time work, and they spent a lot of time pushing counterfeit Pokemon merchandise into the market. The pair is specifically focused on on uh, the importing knockoff card mats for uh, from China before selling them online to a, uh, the mark with a markup in Japan. Oh, okay. So working at an office by day. We know while the audio works now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main thing to take away from this story. 
Remember so, when we used to rag on each other for checking our audio on our phones? And no, now it's that's an actually a security check. Yeah, no, it's an important PSA right now. So uh, the report says the pair were taken in for questioning while evidence was recovered at their home. It turns out the mother and son duo earned nearly $20,000 in less than a year thanks to the scheme. After all, they're... They would buy fake Pokemon mats for about seven U.S. dollars, and some close to thirty dollars. Oh wow, that's some serious markup. And it was all done for the love of money. Gotta make that money, man. Gotta catch a felon. I love that I have a Pikachu sad face. You know, (laughs) I just really love this story because the mom was just like, you know, I just really wanted my son to have money, and the son was like, I just really wanted the money. And that's why they made this. And and then it was subtitled Pika. (laughs) (laughs) I choose this next story, which is... Oh, sorry. They got that we didn't have them all loaded yes, up. Mark, we there you go. Him. You can help McCom or him. But Marvel Six One Six will premiere on Disney Plus. Marvel Six One Six is coming exclusively to Disney Plus November twentieth, and it explores Marvel's rich legacy of pioneering characters, creators, and storytelling of uh, to reflect the world outside your window. Each documentary uh, is helmed by a unique filmmaker, showcase is the intersections and actually if you scroll down to the bottom here and click on that video full screen that make sure the audio is turned off there you go and oh that's an ad so you can just go on with that but each person makes a different one this one for 616 go full oh yeah full screen after retail me not there we go like this preview trailer she is Kamala Khan or Kamala Khan rather because she was working for Marvel and they were like you know what just tell me more about yourself tell me more about yourself and as she's telling her story here you're like no this really hang on this really lines up with you know Ms. Marvel the character and it just shows how they made Ms. Marvel an actual character from, you know, a Muslim American superhero that nobody thought that, you know, because you see here, she was, this is her prom to where she was, that was a cloth she had to make because there was no Muslim prom appropriate dress. So it's very much from this direct lineage. And that looks like the characters from fucking Avengers right there. You can't tell me it doesn't. It does. <laughs> you know, like that. She's Kamala Khan. How are you liking so that? That's what I'm saying, man, because that is exactly what you want from Marvel. And I read through the first installment, The Origin of Kamala Khan Compendium, and I loved it. This kind of art style is perfect. It's just such a great character, especially with the Avengers game. She's probably the one that I enjoy playing the most. because She's just like Mr. Fantastic. You know, she just kind of goes with that. <laughs> so I really enjoy this because it, it's going to go through uh, each individual. Uh, it's an anthology 
type of series and will cover topics including Marvel's world-spanning artists, the trailblazing women of Marvel Comics, discovering the forgotten characters of Marvel, and much, much more. So there's a lot of stuff going on with this, and I really think that you know, with the six one six, you could just take this and go through Marvel's entire history. Um, I'm actually enjoying the game. Uh, it's paying homage to the comics. I'm, I'm very happy for this right now. Yeah. And you can tune in every Saturday to Let's Play with your pajangers because we're going through that story mode. That uh, is definitely one that we're going to go through. But the comics and let's the games play. and everything with Marvel. Everything's coming up Millhouse. I mean Marvel. But with the next story, things may be coming up in a major way. Jonathan Majors, that is. So, Jonathan Majors is joining the MCU for a quote-unquote major role in the next Ant-Man movie. (laughs) Lovecraft Country's Jonathan Majors. Kat, have you watched uh, Lovecraft Country? (laughs) I've watched one episode of Lovecraft Country. Okay. I heard it was good. I, I just haven't gotten it. It is that. very good. I'm just right now stuck on a loop of Star Trek, and I can't seem to break out of it to go watch something new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I'm in my yeah, own I'm in loop. There. I'm going through the HBO Max DZ animated universe loop, so mm-hmm. I'm just like, what's really going to draw me away from that? Nothing until I go through it, but there's a lot of different stuff. Lovecraft Country's on my radar, too, so this guy is so important. He's being pulled from Marvel, so he must have done a great job with that. Yep. You know, and while he will be coming to Ant-Man in a major role, most people are saying that he is likely to play the supervillain character of Kang, the Conqueror. Okay. What about Kronos? Not Kang and Kronos from Simpsons. They forgot us from the Halloween special again. Yes, no. That's that's not the Simpsons aliens. Hi, my name is Bob Dole. Man, (laughs) (laughs) this is the two-party system. You have to vote for one of us. (laughs) Here's my friend Clint (laughs) Tony. So, sources also say, like I said, he's going to be the major villain, but they may actually introduce him in that Kevin Feige way of making it a different Marvel twist. So, there may be, he may not be uh, Nathaniel Richards from the 21st century, time traveling back in. in it sounds just like a, uh, the a whiskey time. spirit. MCU with a twist. Yeah. MCU <laughs> with a twist. That may be a drink. That is a drink, apparently. Yeah. So, we'll have to see if they stick to the comic. Because in the comics, Kang just travels back and he fights everybody from Thor to Spider-Man to the entire Avengers team and just tries to wipe them from the face of history. And they say he may be related to one Reed Richards because his name is Nathaniel Richards. Obviously. Obviously. Just like there isn't enough Smiths or Williams or Johnsons in the world. Yeah. The Johnsons will be hanging around. I tell you, who else will be hanging around? That's this next story. in the breeze. Chris Helmsworth. Hemsworth, I'm sorry. I keep saying Helms, but it's Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth is confirmed that Thor 4, Love and Thunder, is not going to be his last MCU movie. Oh, so, Hemsworth spoke to Polish magazine 
Ellie Mann and was asked if he would retire after this film. He says, "Are you crazy? I'm not gonna. I'm not going into retirement. Thor is far too young for that. He's only fifteen hundred years old." So, so hang on, hang on. Let's do the story right. Thor is only. F- 1,500 years old, my good dear sir. <laughs> I, you got the Thor voice. A levity man. that we didn't have before, thank you. I pride myself on being comedically trained. And in a lot of the articles that I read about this, they were saying that right around Dark World, he was just like ready to hang up Mjolnir, but as he saw Ragnarok's script, it just reinvigorated him in the Thor role. It lit the spark again. And in this role, he actually goes on to say that the script for Love and Thunder was better than the script for Ragnarok, saying it's action-packed. There's a lot of stuff going yes, on in here. Yes, it was very enlightening. This is probably going to. This is probably my most anticipated movie out of Phase Four because I think Taika Waititi and Chris Hemsworth, with all the talent that they have in there, with uh, you know Jane Foster being Thor. Thor continuing on. Hey, spoiler. They, they. Spoiler. You've had, but you've had your time. You've had your time. Sorry. But you've had your. Doesn't Takiti and me sound like a sitcom? It does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Takiti and me. But it's where he just constantly tries to lift Mjolnir. More of the same, or do you think this is like another setup towards as Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, I would like to see it as a guardian to the game. I would love to see the Revengers. Revengers. <laughs> well, I mean, tongue-in-cheek aside, honestly, I would really like to see, like, in a couple of the articles they were suggesting, like, you know, Thor going on and, once again, getting his godly powers I really back. want a buddy cop. So I want to see that. If you're going to take it away, give it to Jane, and her have her own you know, story I'm Thor, you're Jane. Because Here's the most. Mighty Thor was another compendium that I read, and it got me really excited for Love and Thunder because not only are we going to see one, we already found out Space Sharks. Who doesn't want to see Space Sharks? Do, 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 Everybody do, do, do. involved are really excited for this movie. So I can't wait to see how and which comics they blend together and how they're going to be, you know, getting everything done. But you know what's next <coughs> is the next story. No way. But you may want the next story to stick around because <laughs> he still went with it. <laughs> the next story is one. Did you hear from Amanda? Mando? A Mandalorian. That's who. It was a knock But anyway, Mando Season 2 released the trailer. Here we see the Razor Crest uh, coming in a little damaged. The trailer seems to pick up where the first season of Mandalorian left off with uh, Mandalorian, Pedro Pascal, and Baby Yoda, or the child, traveling across the galaxy. Voiceover of uh, um, uh, an ominous voiceover talks about stories of Eon's past and uh, describing great battles between the Mandalorian and other uh, sorcerers known as Jedi. 
and they're going through these seedy towns, and we also hear a little John Favreau voiceover warning him that this is no place for a child, you know. So they're really pulling from you know the first season for voiceovers, but they're showing us a lot here as it comes to just you know characters and everything. So Mandalorian is also oh at the end. Here, he responds that wherever he goes, I go. So they're very, it's still very much Lone Wolf and Cub. Just like they're, it's just that Western space odyssey that you want. You see X Wings here, and you know you're going to see Ahsoka Tano, you're going to see Boba Fett, you're going to see so much in this season. It's just thrilling. And what else and is let thrilling? I don't know about the Kickstarter that you've. That you're putting together. Oh my god, yes. The Kickstarter that we put up in our family chat that we want Snoop Dogg to voice right. Baby Yoda. Can I imagine him saying Chucky Nuggies? I really, I had this scene in my head with Snoop Dogg sitting, you know, sitting in that little floating, uh, you know, floating crib and rewind that trailer back. Um, sitting in the floating crib, and then you know, just a lot of smoke coming out of the crib, and hot you hear Mando. In the capsule. God damn it! I told you not to hot box that. Fashizzle <laughs> dizzle, and then <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because he would just even that little clip. That's all I want. No, because he would just pop back in and be like, this is the way, my dizzle. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way. And this is the way, man, to get right in our hearts because The Mandalorian is also an Emmy winner already. Uh, outstanding production design for a narrative program for a half hour. Outstanding cin- that is cinematography for a cinema for camera. A new streaming platform to have a year one Oh, Emmy award winning show. Emmys, and it's getting a whole bunch of accolades aside, but the first season was amazing, and this looks even better. You can't make that argument and say it's Disney and they, you know, they made this. No, no, Favreau and Fellini. They're the ones that did it. They're the ones, they're the geniuses behind everything. And Favreau, Pedro Pascal. They've set the bar so high. Just like anything, you get the first of something. That's like their opus. That's something that they've been working on for however yeah. long, and now they're trying. Yeah, to but break out all but these new but Favreau set the opus set for that Iron bar Man. So high. And Disney paid for. Look, everything. Disney this, wasn't part of the first Iron Man. He that's set he's, the opus for for the MCU. Yeah, but yeah, you know, but like with Clone Wars universe. and even Rebels, as the seasons progressed, they got better. So I have hope. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I definitely think that Mando is going to progress and to be even better. And we already know Bill Burr isn't going to be in it, but I feel I still no! think it's going to be better, even though he's not in it. I still want him to come back. We know he's yes! floating in a prison, so he can come back. He's not dead. The storyline leads. Bring him back in the third season. I definitely want to see him in the third season and just having you know. Come on, back a dump truck him when he's up to his house. Yeah, make make him the Hondo for Mando. You know that seedy kind of scummy guy that you run into (laughs) that you just happen to need. (laughs) You need to make Bill Burr Hondo. Okay, for Mando. 
Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. like, you're going to make, like, like, a show. Hondo and Mando. It's going to be, like, perfect strangers. No, my bid is Mando Hondo. <laughs> you know, Bounty, you have Biden you know. Harris. This is Mando Hondo. That's my that's my bed right there, Mando Hondo. We're gonna scratch that from the record. We're not going political. Here. <laughs> it's the but Hondo Star Wars has more rumors coming in the wake, and I really think I got that it. this one is gonna be great oh, because Star Wars Young Mace Windows series is rumored to be in development. At Daniel RPK says Windu has standalone project in development, focusing on a younger version of the fan favorite, and uh, it says that the project will focus on the younger version of the character who will be played by a new actor, not Sam Jackson. I still got one thing to say about that, motherfucker. Not my motherfucker. <laughs> it would still be nice if he slipped that in. I just want that character to have more screen time, whether it be a TV series or you know a movie standalone. I would love to see more of a younger Mace Windu and how he became this purple lightsaber, you know, wielder of balance in the Force. I so, would like to see Mace Windu. Windu. What was that? Mando like Windu. Mace Windu. I now sell so, Windows. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. Nobody <laughs> down. I'll throw in an air conditioner. <laughs> and you can walk with it for five grand. Uh, uh, uh. Mace Windows. Windows. <laughs> <laughs> now with 0% APR financing. So I really like conditions that. upon approval. <laughs> like, I think we have something All here. All sales are final. With Mace Windu's windows. I'd buy that for a lightsaber. We <laughs> <laughs> got a tagline. You know it's funny. <laughs> We're going to start bleeding in shirt. other Sam Jackson references. Snakes so. in a plane! <laughs> I'm shooting you with lightning. Snakes in the plane! Anyway. So, not clear where this project is, whether this project is going to land on Disney Plus or in films. It is in development for a 2020 and a 2022. Do you know what beyond. they call the Big Mac on Tatooine? Hmm, a Big Mac. No. They call <laughs> I didn't think that far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we were actually curious. They call it a royal with cheese. A royale with cheese. <laughs> They call it the sand with sand. The sand with sand. I if you sand. ask in Tuscan Raider, he'll. <laughs> I hate that. Sand. Was his, <laughs> that was his everywhere. approval. I'm right there with Anakin. Oh, you sand. made Link leave with that one. I did. But I tell you who is leaving and restarting. That's the next story. The Flash yeah, movie restarts everything. But doesn't forget anything. Including the choke. Exactly. Bad jokes are included as well. Scroll down. <laughs> so, during the DC Fandome virtual Q&A held with director Andy Machete and producer Barbara Machete and star Mr. Chokey, Ezra Miller. During the session, it was revealed the film will restart the DC Extended Universe in a similar way to the J.J. Abrams Star Trek films, rebooting the franchise without erasing the past. The film will, uh, which will be inspired by the Flashpoint saga in the DC Comics, is slated to release June 2022. Um, 
Barbara Machete says, I want to, I want you to go see it, so I'm not going to tell you a lot. But I will tell you that it, what I will tell you is that it's a ride. It's going to be fun, exciting. There's a lot of DC characters in it. Flash is the superhero of the film because he is the bridge between all of the characters and timelines. And in a way, it restarts everything and doesn't forget anything. I love I the sound of Grant Gustin in it. I really want him to be because he was in the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover right. with Ezra Miller right Dude, there, and I was like, "Oh my god, I love and that!" He's like, "You're a Flash." He's like, "Flash." That and they already confirmed like that's where he l- gets his name because he's like, "Oh, apparently I'm this person called the Flash." Like, "Oh shit!" Because in Justice League and even a, Batman, he doesn't have a Cisco Ramon giving him names. Exactly, he didn't have a Cisco. Otherwise. That's what you need. Me, the idea man, like Cisco. You need somebody to give out names. Not even gonna go for the easy alley hoop there. No. But our Flash movie is based on Flashpoint, but is not going to be exactly like Flashpoint. Andy Machete shared. Our movie is inspired by the original comic book saga, so if you're going to find a lot of surprises and a lot of new events and a lot of thrilling things that are not in the comic book that's what I love to hear because you're not just going for something that we've already seen obviously we have Michael Keaton we have Ben Affleck, we have two Batmans do you leave, you know do we see which Batman are we going to have in the end? Are you going to just have Robert Pattinson pop up at the end and he's our Batman or what's (laughs) going on here? Is there going to be like some time cop like Weird thing that is she going to be our Catwoman again? The same composure can't be in the same space. We don't know. Her is Marlon Wayans going to be our Catman? Are we going to have Nipple Batman? Maybe yes. Val Kilmer. He's too fatty. Because now here's the thing. Oh, you have you. to have Val. Guys. Here's the thing. It's an alternate time. George Clooney's he Batman. Crime if you look at it, because Big Brother and I were watching HBO Max, right? And we watched uh, Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. He, in that movie, he says he's been doing it 20 years. That came out in, like, 2016. So you're looking at 20 years. That's 1996, 96. which is... Batman Forever with George Clooney <laughs> and the nipples and the credit card. So, he's, he's been fighting crime since there were nipples on his suit. Is what he was saying in Batman vs. <laughs> Superman Dawn of Justice. I've been fighting crime so long since I've had nipples. Meanwhile... <laughs> I rubbed off over the years. Name of the fight. Meanwhile, you have Adam West ghost over there. Why doesn't Batman dance anymore? <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a lot of different Batman, which are all going to be acknowledged in this. But one thing that won't be acknowledged right away is the next story. Unfortunately, Cat Google will be sad, but Wonder Woman in 1984 is delayed yet again. Are they going to add Tom Cruise? No, but now it's Christmas. <laughs> Tom Cruise was never Wonder Woman. <laughs> I told you that you cannot, you cannot disrespect my lady. That I way. really want it to be, but you don't know. No. You don't know. No. That's the you truth. You don't know the comedy. I'm, I'm pretty true. sure if it's you put the lasso of truth around Tom Cruise, he might actually still think it's the truth. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. 
So. No, absolutely not. <laughs> this time. I think he can pull it off. Dishonor. This time, Dishonor it's delayed up until December 25th, according to Variety. Wonder Woman 1984's delay comes just a couple weeks after Warner Brothers re- uh, returned to theaters with Christopher Nolan's Tenet. The film grossed just over uh, $152 million since the debut two weeks ago internationally, hitting select theaters in the U.S. next week, uh, or last week, rather. Tenet landed the U.S. Uh, in the United States Labor Day weekend, bringing in $20 million, despite having its, ma- uh, its own major streaming service, uh, HBO Max. Warner Brothers has committed to keeping the, its biggest films as theatrical release so it's yet to be seen what's going on with theatrical releases and stuff now in the midst of COVID but do you see this coming out at Christmas do you see this going direct to release I mean obviously there are movies that you need to see in the theaters Tenant, I would say that's probably among you like Wonder Woman like Black Widow like these movies we want to see we want to see them in the theater so you I saw New Mutants in the theater. You don't need to see in the theater. Now, even if you didn't necessarily like New Mutants, seeing it in the theater had to be at least better than seeing it at home, right? It is It is a wholehearted truth that if you experience something in a movie theater, it's always going to be better than... One of the things that I like about going to the theater, which is why I save my theater experiences for, like, really special movies, is the energy when you go. I mean, people still to this day watch the videos of Endgame, like on YouTube, the live reaction of the crowd. Oh, my God, um, yeah. When the portals open and everything. Like, to to this day, because you miss that, like, that feeling gives you the chills and everything. Um, When we went to go see New Mutants, I went with my children. The the way that they're doing it now was like fifty percent capacity, and if you because it was you know reserved seating, so if, when you reserved your seats, it automatically blocked out the seats on either side of you, so that nobody could sit there. But even with that, there wasn't that many people in the theater. I'd say maybe thirty to- total. That's um, not bad. So I went in there, and was it nice to see it on a big screen as opposed to like you, you know on a TV? But so many of us have ginormous TVs. Anymore. Um, yeah, it was, but at the same time, it was not anywhere near the energy that I look forward to when I go to the theater. Yeah, but you I do miss have that to say, being able to order experience. everything online. Yeah, like when we went to go see Star Wars on opening night, or even when yeah. I went to go see the original Wonder Woman on opening night. Like that's part of the experience of going to the theaters: the energy where you're feeding off of each other from the crowd. Like everybody was so excited, um, you know, clapping Man, and cheering I mean, and stuff. And a new mutants, everybody was just kind of like. <laughs> Yeah, so that like could have been because of that, the movie too. That same experience is when I took uh, my wife to go see Infinity War, and like the whole, like, like the energy was just like sucked out. And then that was her first Marvel movie with me ever. So like, for her to be like, that's her entry point was kind of like, oh. This so. is how everything ends. <laughs> yeah. Here's the yeah. end of everything. I'll show you that first. Because like yeah. people were like physically sobbing and like. Wait, but then again, look. Yeah. And even like the Force Awakens, the first time that you see um, the Han Falcon. Solo or yeah. Leia or the or the shit like the Millennium Falcon, I'm like tripping over my words. The crowd was going crazy. That's Absolutely. part of the experience of going to the theater and yeah. the way that they're doing it. And of course, safety first. Um, 
you're already cutting that down by 50%. Yeah. And then with whatever certain people just choosing not to go, which I Now, here's the thing, though. With at 50% capacity, do you see them increasing the prices? No. Because it's already expensive, especially if you're going to a dine-in movie theater. I mean, I see... I really hope that drive-in movie theaters see a resurgence out of this because that would be amazing because then you could have maximum capacity... Everybody's in there in their own cars. You got your own little HD sound box, and you're watching the same movie. That sounds fantastic in this. So even time. though, even though it's still not a true movie theater experience, because the movie theaters are designed for five, seven, nine, and one channel surround sound. So whereas your cars are only designed for two channel stereo, so you miss a lot of the experience. Part of that experience is a the sound. of sound. And, where, and, and location and, and, and being able... It's kind of like playing a video game with seven one-channel surround sound and saying, this guy's over here, I'm going to shoot his ass. When I go <laughs> to the drive-in theater, it's not to see a movie that I've never seen before because I already know I'm not going to be able to hear everything. And Fair also, enough. if it's one of those double features, the, the first half of the first movie, you're barely going to be able to see anyway. Because you're okay. trying to get the popcorn and the candy and, the, oh, and, the, and everything else. How about outside movie theater? And you could have pods, right? You can have your surround sound in the pod. It's still an enclosed environment. You could have a trap system for, you know, food. And but then you require... Are you talking about, like, your backyard or... No, like a whole bunch of just outdoor, same field. screen... Little oh, okay. pod areas for that you to set up, a lot of and then the you word? have the full Logistics. movie theater experience. I like to see that. Yeah, you, you, I'm you in can, dreamland. Stay yeah. out of fucking physical reality. No, I'm in no, dreamland right no, now. This well, sounds great. You can achieve the same thing by putting barriers like around seats. Yeah, like they do you it could. in a casino now. Like little cocoons that would save them. That would be cheaper. Um, the problem with raising prices is once things open up, like if a vaccine comes out or mm. you know whatever happens going forward, are they then going to drop the prices back to yeah. what they were before? Probably not. Because so, they know that people. Will pay I, I don't for it think anyway. it would be in. Yeah. It wouldn't be in our best interest for them to raise the price. But I would understand if they want to. Yeah. But like I have a projector and you know in my living room, so if. Wonder Woman does go direct to video. I can kind of get the same experience, but not mm. really. I, it's still something I would rather see in the theater because it's not. I want to watch it with people who are just as excited as I am. Yeah, that's part of it. That's it, part that's of a big why thing, you go to it, those things, opening weekends, and what have you. It's a big so, thing that right now with you. I miss that movie theater experience. I've been in movies to where the whole crowd reacts the same way. The last one was Endgame. And not a dry eye in the house. Everybody was still reacting and screaming. It was like going to a, a movie theater in Newark. It was amazing. Well, that's, just, that's just part of the human experience. Like-minded individuals are going to see something yeah. that they all have a vested interest in. And they will all have the same reaction. And you have that communal experience. Yeah. And even though you don't know this person from that person, you could still look over and go like, "Yeah, fuck yeah," and then you can still be you know excited and say, have that jubilation. <laughs> Shut your mouth this when you're talking to me. Talking uh, but we go from talking I don't know about. Who's driving, so I have to hear him. 
We took go from talking about DC gods to a different kind of gods, which is gameplay revealed for the game formerly known as Prince. No, the game formerly known as Gods and Monsters, now Immortals. Phoenix Rising is the new title for the game. It's a mythological Greek setting is uh, in chaos. The veil that separates humanity from the underworld destroyed. Typhon, a towering monstrosity who was imprisoned by Zeus for thousands of years, has escaped and now seeks revenge on the gods. As no, he's not. No, but there is a trailer. Uh, Get out of this and go up. That was in the middle of an ad. Yeah, well, get out of this because the actual gameplay is much better. Right here we go. Because this is amazing. This is a gameplay trailer from IGN showing us a lot of the just mechanics. And you are Phoenix, a warrior shipwrecked upon the game's Golden Isle. You're uh, prophesized to save the gods and defeat Typhon. The threat then is certainly grave and often literally looming on the horizon. Stamina drives a lot of what you're going to do, determining on how high you can climb, how long you can run, how far you can glide, using the wings of Diodolus. Diodolus? I'm sorry, who? Diodolus. Diodolus. Diodolus? Do you have diabetes? Diabetes. the way recently. The wings of Diabetes. The Wings of Wilford Brimley is the name of the podcast. Spell it for me. Um, do you have the Wings of Wilford Brimley? Well, I have a helpful tester for you to help keep that in check. Um, no, the Wings of Diadalus? How do you spell it? Diadalus. Diadalus. There we go. I don't think that's right. D I A D A L O S. There you go. D-I-A-D-A-L-O-S And Stamina also ties heavily into combat, which sees Phoenix wielding weapons of the Greek heroes and harnessing powers of the gods. Daedalus. The sword of Achilles, the axe of Atalanta. The word is Daedalus. We heard. You've said it three times. So... The axe of Atalanta and the bow of Odysseus, which come in, uh, which come in sets and can have various perks. So the gods also assist, allowing you to pound enemies with colossal, uh, colossal ethereal hammer, courtesy of Hephaestus. Uh, do damage dealing a, uh, with a dash, thanks to Athena. And uh, j- that's just to mention a couple. They also show in here you got a horse badass. You can tame wild creatures. Um, it's just, this is Breath of the Wilds meets Greek mythology. So it's Breath of the Wilds meets Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And it's amazing. I'm a huge fan of Greek of... There you go. But that sounds nothing like what he was saying. Yeah. I sound... What does it say? I can pronounce it? That's not what yeah, so way closer than Google. The cool part about this is they have the Breath of the Wild's little puzzle areas to where you find this, these little tombs here and you figure out these different kind of puzzles to give you different kind of uh, perks like, you know, Zeus Bucks or whatever the fuck they call them. So, um, we will have to see how Immortals Phoenix Rising will be 
Rising on December 3rd, 2020. Well, we did mention a Phoenix. Not the Phoenix I want. I want Dark Phoenix. I mean a good Dark Phoenix, not that shitty Fox movie. (laughs) (laughs) You said that real quick. (laughs) Yeah, I gotta be quick with that. Otherwise, somebody will come in like, well, you already got that. But I have a joke for him. Just you wait. Gotham Knights is shipping with a big range of character skins. This is going to be the next big Batman game if you were playing, uh, because you were playing the Bat Family in a world following the death of the Cape Crusader. WB Montreal, who has long teased they've been working on this game, of course at the helm and promising a game. Uh, These guys actually, did you play uh, Arkham Origins? No. No, I, I did. It. I love that. Except my only problem with that is that Bane was the big baddie. Like, this guy with a matador mask and getting pumped full of can drugs. You, can you imagine they, you know, it, it, imagine they actually did that as a movie? Oh, fuck, they did. They did. <laughs> and that's why I haven't seen it. But I will say, I watched uh, Harley Quinn Hello, on sir. HBO Max, and they have, they have that voice to where he's just like, Hello, Harley. Oh, it's so nice to see you. Oh, I have the new world order. Joker, you have let you, we let them know in advance. I said I would have the beef. You, you know, it would be more entertaining chicken. if that's how they drew him with his hands cupped like that to make that noise. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Why do I have an octopus? Welcome to the new world order. <laughs> Fedoras are now a mandatory accessory. I'm waiting to be called a sick boy. so we will have to see how this will go but it will feature online co-op with players teaming up fighting against the court of owls mr freeze and other villains uh currently terrorizing the streets of gotham this very moment and you're doing nothing you're sipping coffee meanwhile people are getting murdered in the streets of gotham I hope you feel better. She took her fucking all. (laughs) No, it's she took her fucking all. (laughs) (laughs) There's a point with inflection. So I know it's weird to hear this because it seems unusual at this point, but we are shipping the game out with now that a I lot of content. It, Bane sounds a lot like Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look who it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Kim, you look fantastic in that bathing suit. Yeah, we're going to do bit. this in a new world order. If you put her in a breathalyzer, she would probably sound the same as Bane. Caitlin Bane has been born in the New World Order. We are heading towards dangerous territory right (laughs) now. We're heading towards being (laughs) sued is what we're doing. (laughs) We are going to have legal implications to this podcast. It's, so, nothing, it's nothing against the person. <laughs> it's just how the person sounds. So no, it's nothing fantastic. gender related. It's I told Big Brother now. last night, I said, this is going to be an amazing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Gotham Knights creative director Patrick Redding said, We are really focused so much on the game that people will buy and make sure that it gives them a big range of in terms of looks, in terms of abilities, in terms of character opportunities. And if the words of Redding weren't enough, he also went on to hammer home that character skins are not something that's going to be available to people on DLC. It's all going to be in the game. They are so obviously imagine. big hinting at what Marvel's Avengers did to where they make you toil away in-game and get their in-game currency to unlock the skins, or you spend real money and unlock them with your money, which is fucked up, if you ask me. But they're taking the high road, which I do like. Gotham Knights will be released on PC, so PS4, an actual PS5, gaming Xbox company. One, Series X on 2021. So an actual gaming company is yeah. going back to the era of like 2007, 2006. Remember when we played Halo 3 and how much shit you had to do to unlock every fucking oh, yeah. thing? It's going back to that, and I thank them for it. Yeah, I mean, look, I do like how Marvel's Avengers allows you to, you know, see, you know, play through the game and earn the same things while others will use the simple way of just buying it. I still think that you should have it just in the game, something you earn. You yeah. have to do something to get it. And I agree. But they you know. can't make any money off that. No. No, they paper. can't. But Gotham oh. Knights will be making money. WB Montreal with the you know the Court of Owls. This could be a great game. Another thing that's going to be a great game is this next story because here's some Godfall combat in a new trailer. Just go right down there and hit that beautiful bean footage. Um, the next generation. <laughs> the next generation title looks to provide fast-paced melee combat with room uh, for counters and high mobility. Will Godfall survive or thrive in the large field of loot-driven experiences out there? We'll have to see. We'll find out later this year. For now, take a look at this new trailer. It's uh, looking pretty shiny. This is the <laughs> PS5 kind of realm. Uh, was that the uh, ad? Yeah. No, so no, here's the it, trailer. It was more of the, what you were saying. You said so. You had written down there high mobility, but you slurred it so where it's like hymen mobility. Well, you have to have a hymen mobility to be able to do that move. I was right? like, your hymen needs to be in high <laughs> mobility. Okay, that would be a whole different game. <laughs> <laughs> they actually have a hymen sensor. <laughs> It's new for the PS5, the Hyman sensor. Yeah. What is going on right now? <laughs> Wouldn't that be a, a stud finder? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but looking at this Godfall gameplay in the PS5 generated environment, all this is PS5 in game footage, okay? You can slay with your friends. Your we just need to focus on cat's reaction. <laughs> mobile loot. And slasher, a slash and looter, if you will. 
So if you're a fan of Destiny, if you're a fan of a lot of those hack and slash and, you know, just fucking shit up and taking names, this is probably, re- probably right, up your, uh, right up your alley because it's coming holiday 2020 for PS5 right. exclusively. That you won't be able to get because they're all no, sold But out. you look at these graphics with the PS5 and everything that they have released within the past couple of days have looked amazing, including this game. So we are tiptoeing in that range, but there's another range we need to be tiptoeing in, which is the next story, because there's something coming to the VR realm. And it's Assassin's Creed and Splinter Cell, which I gotta say, I would never thought of an Assassin's Creed VR game. Now, Ubisoft has announced the new Assassin's Creed and Splinter Cell games built entirely for virtual reality. The games announced during the Facebook Connect event. Um, we don't know anything else about these games, except that they'll be developed by Ubisoft Red Storm in collaboration so, with Ubisoft Reflections, Ubisoft Dusseldorf, which sounds like a Harry Potter character, <laughs> and Ubisoft Mumbai. Ubisoft has so, developed several VR games in the past years. So let me throw this one at you. What if Assassin's Creed, since they're both made by Ubisoft... You didn't say that right. Kids! What if... <laughs> what if Assassin's Creed was a butterscotch company? <laughs> Can you imagine if Bane sounded like that? What, like the church lady Kids, from... You gotta uh, chill in the Saturday new world life. order! What, can Steven it be Lynch? Satan? <laughs> yeah, no, you just have to go a little Stephen Lynch in your voice. Uh, what if? Well, isn't that special? Yeah. Anyway, so... Since both are made by Ubisoft... Yeah. What if Assassin's Creed is just Splinter Cell in the future? Damn. Some heavy shit. Bam. Because it is essentially the same thing. Yeah. It would be nice to have kind of like that crossover. That would be crazy. Third echelon is just the Templars and everything else. It's Mm -hmm. the same fucking thing. You could do that. I mean, but the big thing about this is that the same people making these VR games are the people that made Eagle Flight, Transference, and the excellent cooperative title, Star Trek Bridge Crew. So, I heard that one's really good. Bridge Crew was fantastic. And you got a play. bunch of people on VR. You were helming your own starship. It was, you know, very well reviewed. And VR, I gotta say, the see the next article. The also announced was the Oculus, uh, the new Oculus Quest Two. The headset is being released October thirteenth, starting at two uh, hundred ninety nine dollars up to why three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> because you can use it everywhere. I mean, so she's she gonna wear a mask. trip on the furniture, obviously. Not, yeah, but better. she'll be tripping over the, the dogs that are walking right by her feet. Hey, no, she'll be hit out. by a bus. I think you are overthinking yes. how many dogs. He's overanalyzing this, like but. <laughs> Look, Oculus Quest... Well, when that's the picture I see, I mean, shit. You have to notice that the <laughs> Oculus Quest... First off, the first thing I like about this Oculus Quest is that it's not like the original Oculus Quest is that it the original had a rubber like strap around the back of the head. This one has a cloth strap. 
so it's a lot more conforming, right? A lot more comfortable. It also Move has uh, six gigabytes of RAM, to where the original had four. It has sixty-four gigabytes of storage, uh, which also goes up to two hundred and fifty. Uh, 56 gigabytes of storage and uses Qualcomm Snapdragon XR2 chipset and 1832 by 1920 pixels per eye with a 90 hertz refresh rate after the upgrade after launch. Okay. It's about like 72. I'm still waiting so when I get my Oculus Quest it's going to be Drunk VR Fight. That's what it's mine. Well, it's going to be about two. You're going to have about two to two and a half hours for the actual you know, playtime with the Oculus Quest 2. But the thing about the Oculus Quest is that you could use it singular and you just have that pure storage. It's a little computer on your face. Or you could plug it into your computer and use it for the beefier VR games. So you could play like Half-Life Alyx and other like Batman and Iron Man and different games. So that's an easy even at $400 or $300, that's a Easy intro price point to just this is your VR headset. Now I'll just buy it for the PS5 when it comes out, and that's like another four hundred dollars. It'll for be the headset city. once they pr- so announce what it's going to be for the PlayStation Five. It's it's going to be the same whether I buy it for the Oculus or the PS5. It's just oh well, you might as well just go to the next story. We're already talking about it. The PlayStation Five was announced. I mean, the reveal was announced. The PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation 5 digital, or as I prefer, discless system, was announced. And uh, the price point is starting at 400 bucks for the digital system and 500 for the uh, traditional PS5. Which, that's obviously the 500 is the same as the Xbox Series X. Now the Series S is coming in at three hundred, and right. you're having four hundred for the digital. Here's the major uh, straw that breaks the camel's back. Here is that they watered they watered down the Series S. I didn't think water and electronics mixed. That's why it doesn't work. No, but glycerin. Oh. They glycerin it down. Oh, there you go. okay. But that's totally. He was ready for you. It's like these consoles are like you know the uh, the PS5 and the Series X are like the Series X is native 4K and 120 hertz to where it the Series S is 1440p and. Up to 120 frames per second. Yeah, but, I mean, they and have the budget. They have the the budget Series S and the PS5 are both 8K compatible. So, so for that argument, I can say the people that don't have enough money to build their own PC, they can go with the Series S and still enjoy gaming to a certain extent. Yeah, but you might as well just spend the extra 100 and just get the digital PS5 and have Look, all the power of the next not gen Not everybody has game. fuck you money, okay? An extra $100. Wait two weeks. 
as opposed to when you were originally going to do the purchase, and then you will have a full next-gen experience that will last you the entire span of the oh, next-gen instead of going got, for the watered-down version. Look, this man's got bills. He's got, like, 12 kids or something. <laughs> like, the bills of 12 kids? I don't understand. That's why I'm But you will find this console released on November 12th and pre-orders available now. Accessories have been... Uh, revealed other uh, another dual sense controller will run you about 70 bucks the pulse 3d wireless headset is about 100 bucks the hd camera is, uh, with dual h uh, 1080p lenses is 60 bucks the playstation media remote is 30 bucks and the charging station for the dual sense is 30 bucks PlayStation 5 only comes with a console and one DualSense controller. So keep that in mind. But the prices of games are actually going to go up to $69.99 outside of our normal $59.99. So Rachel King says, hello, hey y'all, next and Ennis with America. There we go. So Final Fantasy 16. Is our next story. <laughs> you sure about that? Yeah, because you should have stayed on the PlayStation story and just scrolled down. There you, you didn't go. say that. That's why I said I had all of these stories queued up and without the annoying ads already. But Final Fantasy 16 is in development. Jeez. Under the <laughs> Square Enix Creative Business that Unit 3. <laughs> see, I told you I had a joke for him. <laughs> this was the whole thing. And here you see the trailer. Um, <laughs> which is the same branch of the company that maintains the Final Fantasy XIV A Realm Reborn and produces the expansions. This business division, headed up by N- Nike or Yoshi P., typically uh, focuses on MMOs. This apparently becomes the glaring exception. Uh, Official materials refer to this as a single-player action RPG being developed for the PlayStation 5, and it will also be a PlayStation 5 times exclusive. So that means it will eventually come everywhere else. Rachel's on board for that. Oh, yeah. I love the Final Fantasy 15. It was great. It was fantastic. I thought it was a really solid story, and this one's interesting because uh, it opens with a young warrior with a tattoo on his face watching a bonfire. Their target is Shiva's dominant, and only the dominant. No, dominant. 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 Shiva is dominant. She is dominant. Yes. She's in. I don't know. Yeah, she's the top. She's a dominatrix, if you will. Shiva Dominatrix uh, quickly were shown the disorienting battle between the two distinct cultures with each rallying behind a familiar Final Fantasy summons of Shiva and Titan respectively. Each culture seemingly thrives on magical blessings from a crystal. And I'm So, I mean, next-gen graphics... It's Final Fantasy. They're obviously going on with the Final Fantasy 15 formula of playthrough without the you know turn-based play, and I'm down really with it. I love fifth. I love 15's 
gameplay, and if they keep that with this one, I'm I'm on board. So I I played them all, so I will probably you know like a fan. We'll play this one. State Farm is there. Oh no, sorry, that's a different thing. Um, Rachel King says, "Yay, Final Fantasy!" I imagine that's how she says it. I'm not sure if that's true. But I'll tell you what is true. The next story, which is Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Spider-Man, you say? Fantastic. It's a very mean point. And we just have a slideshow. I actually, uh, if you go on to PlayStation, they had their whole presentation, and you will see the gameplay trailer for Spider-Man. Um... It's confirmed as a launch title for the PlayStation 5, so it's coming November 12th, while also releasing on the PlayStation 4. Players can also buy an quote-unquote ultimate edition of the game. For PlayStation 5, it includes a voucher for Marvel Spider-Man Remastered, which features the original game from 2018, as well as the three-part City That Never Sleeps DLC campaign. Uh, the remastered edition includes improved graphics, fidelity, the support for P- PlayStation 5 features like the haptic feedback and the DualSense controller, as well as new suits and trophies to collect. The main villain has been confirmed to be the Tinkerer for the Miles Morales game, and uh, it also appears to uh, lean towards Miles Morales' special abilities towards the bioelectric and the venom uh, the bioelectric venom and the camouflage. Ooh. So Psych. that I like with the uh, gameplay to where you can really do something with the bioelectric venom and the camouflage with the Spider-Man um, play that really just kind of rejuvenates the whole game. So if you're able to have Miles Morales play through at, like, the story as the Peter Parker Spider-Man, just, like, to give, like, the challenges and stuff like that, that would be awesome. Yeah, but I I just like the fact that, yes, we're going to give you the remastered PlayStation 5 remastered edition of Spider-Man, and we're also going to give you this other game with Miles Morales to where you're able to electrocute motherfuckers, you can go ahead, you can just be camouflaged and do all the other Spider-Man stuff. That's Fantastic. I want a silk game. Motherfuckers. Yes. MFers. The guy looks like Ardbert in Final Fantasy XIV. Yes, he does. So, I'm really excited for that one. I gotta tell you, I don't know why, but I'm also excited for this next story, which is Harry Potter. The long rumored Harry Potter game. Uh, Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy. The trailer here um, displays magical school that players can immerse themselves in, taking place in the 1800s. The game gives players an open-world setting where they can take control of their Hogwarts experience and learn magic, potential uh, potentially impact the future of Wizarding World. All right. So... Katarina, I know you're a pothead. I mean, Potterhead. Um, <laughs> I know you're not very particularly fond of the creator right now, but this game alone, I mean, is it a fangirl's 
dream come true to have an open world RPG in the Harry Potter universe. Because I never got into it. I love wizards, I love magic, I love all that shit, but I never got into Harry Potter. I think that for people who like open world games, that they would, and if they're whether they're Potterheads or not, if they just like that kind of like fantasy magic kind of yeah. stuff, they would probably be into it. You know, I'm not going to be putting any great. money or any time into to this game because in the end it puts money in her pocket, and I can't get down with that. What if you just watch um, it on Twitch? But the, the concept what if, itself. What if they add a <laughs> you could just watch it on Twitch, and that wouldn't be would as. Like well, you, you know, Harry Potter, the world, well, just Harry Potter in general um, has touched many people. As you know, the fandom is still going strong. Yeah. Um, well over a decade after the books and everything have come out. And it, it sucks when somebody that created such a, such a beautiful thing that, that touched so many people turns out to be not the hero that you hoped. That I was just be. saying that to him. Um, I was like, damn, because of this story, because this game looks amazing. I I mean, Fantastic Beast, Harry Potter, all that looks I've enjoyable. wanted to go to Florida and, and go and, and go down Diagon Alley and, mm. and, and just, you know, see Hogwarts and everything in person. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, what's more important to me? Um, My aunt loved it. And <laughs> supporting she people. She works at Disney and she went there, important. but she loved it. But... I still, I, you I get know, your it, dilemma. It's something. It, it's hard for me. To, it's same thing with like Chick Fil A or like Hobby Lobby. But like I'm not going to yeah. tell people how to spend their money or, or or what to do. But for me myself, I, I don't feel right putting money into the pockets of people that want to hurt others. I can't. Yeah. that's the easiest way to to, um, to submit your voices to yeah not support them. Really yeah, good. I mean, even still though. I'm probably gonna buy this game in 2021. I gotta say, I'm. It looks amazing. I want to be a wizard. Harry was a wizard. <laughs> Why did you sound very Italian when he said that? I remember Tony Steve Dan. Morrison uh, as yes. reading Harry, uh, Tony Danza reads Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry was a wizard, and he couldn't get the really big words. Harry was a wizard. Prestidigit. Prestidigitation. Prestidigit. <laughs> this is a kid's book. <laughs> but the oh, character, yeah. <laughs> yeah, your character is going through the you know the sorting hat, mounting brooms in the courtyard, and studying all of the Hogwarts library. Rachel You're able to go King. through the game and choose the magic character, uh, choose the magic that your character is going to specialize in, from magic potions to connecting to the magical creatures that appear to aid the player in battle. So to to add on to this, cat. Uh, you might want to look at who's actually doing the production of this because they yeah. might have said that they're not affiliated yeah. with J.K. Well, they Rollins. said that she's not creatively involved, but they didn't yeah. say if she was monetarily involved. Like, is she going to get... You, you know, she owns the trademark to all of this, so she's going to get... You know, she's going to get a kickback regardless. Now, Kat, you're like not said, alone. I'm not telling anyone else what to do. I just, I can't. No, you're not alone because Rachel King also comments, I'm struggling with this too, Katarina. It's hard. It's hard because it I know Rachel's a fan. She um, yeah. she and I are both Hufflepuffs. Um, yeah. 
and Hufflepuffs. That's, that's the thing. But yeah. somebody came out with like the Starfleet version of the Hogwarts houses, Hufflepuff. and it turns out that Hufflepuff is Ops, and that's what I chose to be for my Starfleet. So it worked out. Isn't that what dolphins get high off of? Hufflepuffs. Oh, those are pufferfish. I'm sorry, pufferfish. Never mind. That was pufferfish. Hufflepufferfish. Hufflepufferfish will get you (laughs) fucked up. You are definitely a Slytherin, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) I won't deny that. But there's also an ancient knowledge for players to discover this as well. And uh, And the reveal shows that the long-awaited Harry Potter RPG game will be available in 2021 for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and current console generations. I'd rather have an MMO. Might as well uh, load up the next story with that ad. I'd rather have a, uh, a MMO of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That would be yeah. awesome. Even Bring your towel and nice. don't panic. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you can go. Like, I think, I'd, like, give me a Dune game. I would love a Dune game. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to recreate last podcast when Kelly got attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I figure whenever you mention Dune, Link should bark. Not, no, Chris is just not. That I'm bad. not phased, man. I'm just like, you know. <laughs> he's sitting in his bed. Very nice. Come here, Link. So we see here. Nothing faces him anymore. It's called noise canceling headphones for a reason. (laughs) So, (laughs) our next story is one Call of Duty. Um, We're going to revisit this? We're going to revisit this? Yeah, man. Call of Duty Black Ops War Campaign. I came back to My bad, Rachel's a Slytherin. Sorry, Rachel, honey. Katarina, no, I'm a Slytherin, honey. LOL, I'm squishy and lovable and like a Hufflepuff. Like two big things. She like likes to bake things. <laughs> she's not like she's Hufflepuff. like a Hufflepuff. She's a pothead. Too. Use your similes and metaphors too. correctly, sir. My bad. So here we see Call of Duty, Oxymoron. just a part of the first level of the Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War campaign, as captured on the PlayStation Five and reveals within Sony's PlayStation Five showcase event. Developed we did by say Duty. She's right. Developed by Raven Software, uh, the game's single player experience will bring players back to the early 1980s at the height of the Cold War to stop a subversive plot with global uh, implications the threat of global thermonuclear war. Can you say that in Reagan speak? Thermonuclear war. Thanks to ray tracing technology, the shadows and lighting for the nighttime operation are more dynamic and lifelike. Man, it's which like he's can truly right here. seen at stunning 4K and to 120 hertz refresh rate, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> Compatible display required, as well as dynamic supported high dynamic range or HDR enabled. PlayStation 4 owners can also get a taste of Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War multiplayer through an exclusive Alpha Weekend, complete with multiplayer modes, maps, and a preview of Create a Classic 
a creative class and score streak systems. <laughs> Preload begins September 17th at 7 a.m. Pacific time and Alpha kicks off on September 18th at 10 a.m. and concludes September 20th. Smelling no hippies. <laughs> So that was my Reagan. <laughs> Going for the Gipper. We don't like that Reagan guy, but we yeah, do like no, the Gipper. Like <laughs> but I do like this um, this whole console generation. The attention to detail Ron? is just in that. What are you doing, Ron? I mean, it really looks good. <clears throat> through this whole campaign, you have your little RC car bombs, so you know you're going to have that lots of stuff to blow up. But the next story may not have a lot to blow up. Uh, Resident Evil Village leaves us a trailer with more questions than answers. Yeah. So uh, this highly anticipated sequel seems to take place a bit after the events of Resident Evil 7. Uh, player uh, playing as Ethan Winters for some reason. He finds himself in a vaguely Eastern European village. Has taken on much more supernatural themes than the previous iterations, but Resident Evil Village will be releasing sometime in 2021. All right. So, I haven't been much of a Resident Evil fan myself. I kind of dropped off after five. I yeah. dropped off after one. Yeah. I, I played stayed the remake of two, though. That was good. I didn't play the remake, but I uh, I picked up... Uh, what was it? No, I played five. And I played I four. Was it. Four was good. Yeah, no, because you said the gameplay of uh, the GameCube 4 version was fantastic. Which is was ported over to yeah. PS4 and yeah. was actually free on PlayStation Plus, which is in my library. Well, we look at this village too. here, man. These graphics, once again, the next-gen graphics are going full bore, and it's, that's exactly the title you need for a new console. PlayStation is whipping their thing out, and they're showing you everything that you love. I mean, honestly, the, you got a new console. Xbox didn't show a lot. There of is no need to slide into anyone's DMs, PlayStation. They're just showing it all. They are. I mean, but Xbox, they just kind of show you the tip, and they're like, no, here's the console. And, just you know, a little maybe a couple, Maybe a couple games that you might like. PlayStation's like, no. Here's the games <laughs> and the console. And you're like, you got to oh, yeah. do that emphatically. <laughs> because that's what this will Are we going to start comparing wants. now? Is this where we're going? <laughs> I see this is, faults. This is big as mine. Yes, but this is what this release well, is. You're well hitting every single it. note. You have Resident Evil. You have, uh, you know, Call of Duty. You have Harry Potter. You have everything that everybody wants to see on this console, and it's an, it's just impressive, man. The the graphical quality, the price point is right there. I really think that Sony donked this, especially with this game, you know, gameplay trailer alone. Um, just the tip, Rachel King said. <laughs> yes. You're <laughs> really trying to segue into discless <laughs> very easily. Well, one game that you can get on the discless system is the next one, which is a new Deathloop gameplay trailer. Um, Yay. And Deathloop 
with while the details on this game still remained a little vague, the trailer did offer us plenty of clues as to what's going on. Um, but Deathloop is the one where you are reliving Groundhog's Day the same day over and over. Uh, the game's main character, Colt, seems to be an assassin stuck in a time loop for some reason. Every day he wakes up in a place called the Black Reef at a massive party where he's convinced he needs to kill a few key people to break free of his time loop. Uh, he says he has eight names to kill on his list, but the trailer mostly focuses on the scientist named Edgar. Deathloop is scheduled for release sometime the second quarter of 2021 and will be available on the PlayStation 5 and PC. I get a very manhuntish vibe from Manhunt? I also just kind of feel like it's it just reminds me of like this is Manhunt meets GoldenEye. Yeah, yeah. Which was made by nine people. Yes. As I shared the other day. Yes, you did. <laughs> but it really does remind me of, of like, yeah, that manhunt vibe. It's just, it gives me that, um, uh, vanished? No, not vanished. There was another This is like a running man kind of esque vibe. That portal uh, kind of, uh, it was a Cliff Bolzinski game. What was it? Bullet uh, Bulletstorm, yes. Kind of like a Bulletstorm, just kind of. You got he earth. taps the resource and you I know, just spit or, out um, the information. Bright Infinite, to where you have that kind of portal jump. There's like that first person uh, sense in there with a very Team Fortress 2 kind of, you know, st- uh, graphical styling like Team Fortress 2 and like Unreal 5, I would say. But it, it's still Who really Sasha? Who touched my gun? <laughs> but I'm really enjoying this one, man. I think Deathloop or Deathloop will be good. Uh, then the other one that will be good is the next story: Devil May Cry Five, the special edition was announced. Okay. Um, Devil May Cry Five. I haven't been a fan of the Devil May Cry series. I dropped off after two. Okay. Um, but obviously, next gen graphics. This is looking really great. It's just really impressive. Reboot, I might want to just pick this up right here. But the, the reboot edition, didn't really do anything for me because yeah. was, they were trying to like reinvigorate the series, and it kind of just mm-hmm. not to say that you know it needed kind of like a, a a facelift or anything like that. That I mean, going in, in a different direction, they were fine. Yeah. But it didn't carry the same origin story of, like, Dante and being a demon hunter Mm. and doing all that. Well, the new edition comes with a fast-paced turbo mode, a playable Virgil, and the new difficulty called Legendary Dark Knight. I imagine that has something to do with Batman. No. No? You can't cross Capcom and Netherworld. (laughs) You can't. um, While, uh... The special edition is for the PlayStation 5 and the Series X only and won't be released on PC. While Virgil will be sold as a DLC character for the platforms, other content and features include in the special edition will not hit PC. So you got to get the special edition on the PS5 or the Series X to really get this 
edition in its entirety for how you want it. You well, know? that's where you'll just say to me, are you getting the game? And I'll probably say yes. And Yes, and you'll just get it on free. the PlayStation and then we'll be hunky-dory. But it is available at launch of the PlayStation 5. That's if you get a PS5. Oh, I'm already planning on it. I'm going to okay. have the PS4 Pro over at the con, the Mac computer, and then the PlayStation 5 is going to be over with the 4K TV. Well, hopefully Sony out. doesn't get greedy. And I'm going to get the discless system. Okay, you do that there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, this one really has me excited to say, Hi. Yellow. Odds World Soulstorm. Or should I say, Soulstorm. No, no, you don't need to go that high. You sure? Yeah. I kind of felt Hello. like sold that. Like Soul Train. Like Soul Train. Soul Storm. <laughs> no, no. Soul Storm. Soul Train. I'm about oh. to take this headset off. <laughs> so, <laughs> new Odds World Soul Storm gameplay was shown with protagonist Abe leading a small army, wait for it, through a dangerous mine. So business as usual. It's all good. Yeah. I mean, what else is he going to do? He's a simple creature, but I love the art styling of this and everything, so that's really good. Um, the only other thing I really want to point out uh, from this PlayStation 5 um, reveal. reveal is the God of War. Uh, which is a couple down, but they really didn't show anything. It was a little blue loop with, um, you know, some Atreus. Nordic writing on it. Yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's and Unreal Engine is coming to Fortnite. A whole bunch of stuff. Go down below that. And yeah, you can just stick here because that's the whole fucking trailer. It's just that little Nordic loop. Um, but a sequel has been announced for God of War. This little teaser trailer. Uh, it's officially announcing it for the PS5. Not much else is known, but it is scheduled to launch sometime in 2021. So, you just alert. finished God of War. You want them to keep going what in this Nordic way. Yes. Is this Ragnarok? I know the mythos Ragnarok, and I really want to see that with Kratos. So their version of like the storyline, which you'll get a kick out of, Kat, if, if you love Norse mythology, the take on inserting a Greek Diggity. god to live in Norse mythology world and to see the and to everybody know that he's an outsider and, and yeah. like what he's becoming and who he is and what he can do and ever all the fear that he generates is actually quite enthralling. So it's the Greek gods version of the Scarlet Letter. Yeah. Yeah. Trojan horse always comes. Kratos has a big A on his chest and everybody looks down on me and they make fun of me and I don't like it. <laughs> well, maybe you should come to the New World Order. We have cake. I like how he flexes his pinkies. <laughs> <laughs> because Bane is elegant and you need to have your or pinkies on. Or vibrato or something. <laughs> when in doubt, pinky out. <laughs> you need to do the hand no, signal. So it helps how with they, the echo. How they entered in. Yeah. So when I finished the game, because I'm a completionist. You have in 47 years, he yes. finally finished. You it. actually yeah. have to go back to your home, and when you 
click on the action to go to sleep, it enters in like you hear like rumbling of thunder and everything, and then all of a sudden, like Atreus and and uh, and Kratos are talking, and they go outside, and then all of a sudden, you see you, see, you know someone just appear, <coughs> and Kratos gives like, well, who are you? And then all you see is like the cloth go like gets swiped away, and it's Molnir uh. on the waistband. And you hear like the thunder crashing and then fade to black. It is a pretty awesome nice. experience. But then they also like loop it back and, and then they say, mm-hmm. and then you wake up and say, man, that felt so real. That was a dream. So they even did a like a movie trick on yeah. that. So it'll allow you to do the. Rachel King concert. also said, this. I want to play so bad. This and Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which yes. I agree. The other thing that was I good. really want people to p- see is the last story I have for you here, which is fantastic. This guy is quite frankly amazing. And we'll full screen here. And then we'll He's playing here. Call of Duty yeah. Modern Warfare. Yeah. On a rock band drum set. So the modern warfare player gets a killing sp- a killing spree using only a drum set. Uh, he's tried uh, modern warfare players have tried everything from bananas to guitars to you know try and get a kill streak on. This streamer has quickly been gaining acclaim for playing the competitive online shooter modern warfare with nothing but a drum set. And after rebinding all the controls to varying parts that of the drum set, he has found a way to have full control over his character using the pedals, drum head, and cymbals. That map that he's playing on is very hard to play on because it is... And he's using a drum set! Like, how the fuck? (laughs) Seems like a good cardio workout. Boom. Boom. He he gets... He he ended up with a quad kill, which is not easy at all in that game, but he's using a fucking drum set, making me look like a goddamn noob. Uh, So while other players might have cried out bullshit, little did they know... This guy was actually fucking amazing. <laughs> so I have to. My hat is off to you, sir, because that is a feat in itself. Not only in the competitive world that is modern warfare, there's a lot of people that love to perfection, you know, get that game to perfection. They love to really grind on it and really get it honed in. And this guy is like, you know what? That's not enough. Um, let's do it with a drum set. I pray. Yeah, man. Uh, Ladiano Bino is gradually becoming a legend within the Call of Duty community and has many fans envying both his musical and gameplay skills. We should reach out to him and see if he wants to do an interview. Why That'd not? Be cool. But uh, we will go on to the end segment and uh, segment. Segment. Um, end segment for this week is versus ultimate. Horrible anime adaptation, Dragon Ball Evolution versus no. There's a literal story. It's the last story in the truck in the folder. No, go over to the other tab before you do that because that's the outro screen. There you go. It's the little subtleties. But the end segment is Dragon Ball Evolution versus. M. Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender. Which is the ultimate 
slap in the face for anime fans. Just make that picture bigger. Um, because, one, it's Dragon strange. Ball Evolution was bad. We it all agree bad. with that. We already know that's Kelly's vote for Dragon Ball Evolution. But, and Big Brothers. But I gotta say that Avatar The Last Airbender was absolute bullshit. They tried to cram an entire season's worth of content into one 90-minute movie. And it did not flow. It didn't do well. You do get points for filming it in the Philly Naval Yard, but that's it. The Firebenders needed fire around to bend, which is not what the show promotes. You know what I mean? The show promotes, like, breath of the fire means yeah. they get it from the sun. They yeah. eat from the sun. Yeah. And it just... Didn't Uncle Iroh teach you anything? But the thing that I liked is that um, Cyclops from the X-Men franchise, Matthew Marsden, or... James Marsden. James Marsden. James Marsden. He was telling... Like Fox, like no, you need to get Piccolo right. You you got to get Piccolo right, and they still got him wrong. But he was fighting for the film and that aspect, so you have to appreciate that. That he at least was like, dude, you guys are about to fuck this up. Just you got to make Piccolo green. Give him big ears. They gave him small ears. So we got what we got. But you had somebody fighting to make that well to where I think everybody was just sucking M. Night Shyamalan's ding dong. Yeah. Shyamalan ding dong. We're staying away from the D. This is a resounding thump. Might be the title of the podcast, but <laughs> I really, uh, Rachel King says, uh, "Oh no, she didn't say anything else." But I really think that my my pick is really it's it's hard to choose, but I gotta pick Avatar: The Last Airbender just because of the simple fact. Dragon Ball Evolution, they as bad as it was portrayed, they still got the character right and the feel of that. Right, you know, it was a fighter, and you had your energy blast. It just wasn't done correctly to where Avatar was misused and abused. Even Full Metal Alchemist just suffered from CGI, bad CGI. They stuck to the script, which would have yeah. been better if they stuck with the special effects to where the last airbender just mucked with the story and tried to mess with it too much. They tried to fit too much into it, and I fear that is what we're going to find with the Netflix Avatar series as well, is that it's just they're trying to do too much, even if they get the CGI right. M. Night Shyamalan was trying to make signs in The Last Airbender, so that's all he was trying to do. Like, you can't have lightning in the bottle. It's not going to be the village! Yeah, it was worse than the village. Right? No, it wasn't the village. <laughs> it wasn't the village at all. It was something far worse. Yeah, it was Devil. That yeah. was his other movie. Oh, uh, with the elevator. With the elevator. Oh God, Jesus! Whereas the whole premise of that story was: don't be a, a bad person. Don't be a morally bad person. So I guess we could yeah, just end this off with "Don't be a dick" and don't make either of these movies. But but if you're great, cat. What website can you go to? If you had to pick, because you're the one deciding here, or do you side with me with Avatar: The Last Airbender, or or are you gonna go with uh, the Dragon Ball Evolution? 
I'm going to go with you and the last airbender. Okay, so we're right down the middle. Three to two. Split. I'm, I'm Kelly doesn't there. count because he's not here, so it's two to two. Oh, That's how I'm justifying this. <laughs> Even though My technically argument it would for the last airbender is they took themselves or they try to make it too serious. Yeah. And there's a lightness to the last airbender of the show yeah. and that's part of what makes it so lovable. And when they yes. they just tried to take it too seriously and you lost all of the fun. And yeah. and also double shame for taking series and trying to make them into a single movie. Mm-hmm. Stop doing that. Yeah. There's too much story to tell. Stop doing that. That's the problem when you try to take something and put it into a movie from a television format is that there's just way too much. And it's like it's like taking something from a book and making it into a movie. Well, you would have never thought so you would have never thought that you would have had like this was in the advent of like the M- before the MCU was bought by Disney. So yeah. that that storyline of a crossing 20 movies wasn't a thing and for them to even have that as a concept like they could have put like the first four episodes of last of uh, the last airbender into its own movie i still want to see superman beat that guy to a fucking pulp i do too but (laughs) (laughs) goku that is but so with that being said this is all your The first movie of Last Airbender, if done right, would have ended when Aang saw Kiatsu. Ended on that with him coming into the Avatar state and then coming like, we need to go do this. And then just lead into the second movie. So I think I have brought everybody around. Start its own series from there or a series of movies. But yeah, um, Mm. Avatar to me just was the bigger missed opportunity there. Yeah. I mean... Well, there's too many Dragon Ball Evolution was mainly just executives mucking about and saying, "No, you should do this." To where oh, this is popular. Like, <laughs> I feel the bigger fault is on M Night Shyamalan for just like, "No, we can cram all this in this suitcase." And then who can we typecast into this role? Oh, yeah, yeah you. And the whitewashing, and they say racism through both of them, but I am not adding that in there. But it's just, who was it was Roshi? They were poorly done. Um, I tell you on fat. Yeah. And I, I just I gotta just pass both of those off. But we're sit, we're settling with Avatar the Last Airbender as being the ultimate worst anime adaptation. If you have an anime adaptation it that may have even been worse, bad when let the us actors know actors who were doing the characters. Yeah, apologize. let us know below in the comment section. And uh, we hop on over to PJNWH.com and where you're gonna find the contact us page where you can find us and let us know what you think about this podcast. We also end off with the thank yous. Uh, Stephanie Watson and Francesca for liking podcast number 157. That's a nice name. Lugnuts, Ram Super Daddy, and Ford Super Duty. We thank Dan Birch for commenting on Let's Play With Your Projangers, Marvel's Avengers Part 2. March of Ace, James uh, Rayo, uh, Marianne McKay Moyer, and William Pace, and Amanda Miller for liking last week's Triforce podcast. I got 99 problems and the princess ain't one. And, uh, of course, we... 
always end off this podcast with a long dread goodbye and lots and lots of technical issues. Yeah. But we'll iron all those out and we'll see you guys next week. I am one Matthew Bucarell, the Matt Man. To my left is one Christopher Bristow, the old man. And in the Projanger box is Katarina Cat. Go Google Cat. Thermoscara. And the ominous presence that is our producer, which is one Stephen Bucarell, big brother, is also here and watching you always. Gonna join the new world order. Always watching. He is part of my monitoring system for the New World Order. He is always watching, even when you poo. No, not that. Okay, (laughs) not when you poo, but every time else, because of court orders. That's just wrong. But <laughs> even when you're a morally ethical like villain, that's right. Yeah, no, that's just wrong. <laughs> I will not watch you head. when you poo because I am not disgusting as a person. <laughs> I respect your rights and your freedoms, but you will still respect my new world order in the same aspect. So you know, we'll we'll kind of complicate it, honestly. Bane, <laughs> I like my version of Bane. You need to stop. Yes, that my version of Bane sounds like that and has a matador mask, and then I would watch the third Batman movie. But, on that bombshell, this is always a long drawn out goodbye, and, as we say, Game on, boys and girls! Bye-bye! We'll see you next week, Walljangers! Comics, the games, and everything with Marvel. Everything's coming up Millhouse. I mean, Marvel. We want Snoop Dogg. To voice Baby Yoda. Meanwhile, you have Adam West Ghost over there. Why doesn't Batman dance anymore? (laughs) (laughs) But so, you know, we'll we'll kind of complicate it, honestly. Play on my tangers. That was a good segue. Our Island Kelly. Oh, my show's going to be my only fan of me yelling at the birds in my backyard. Damn boy, you thick. You thick, boy. <laughs> I made myself snort. I don't know how this carries. <sighs> if anybody's watching this live stream, uh, I can hear them, but I guess you can't hear them, which is either really entertaining or boring, depending on your view of things. It's all right, guys. We'll get through it together. Ooh, Mark shared our video. Clearly, he's not watching it, guys. Oh, they can't hear me now, too. They took off their headsets. The face of doubt on Matt when you were saying that it would have happened on Skype. He was like, really? Look, this is very much a brotherhood. (laughs) It's all relative. Fuck you, too. (laughs) This this is like the first half of Step Brothers before you guys made the bunk beds. Yeah. Yeah. You want to do karate in the garage? Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) There's so much more room for activities. All right. So, we can go live... Anytime now. Record. We got everything that we need, everything that you used to, and everything that we are. We are. Virginia. Everything you want.
Projangers and Everything Projang. you'd ever hope for. With everything you need. Coasters? Um, on the table. We are so beautiful to me. That's right. I Is he coming to tonight? No, he's not coming tonight. He's got family duties. What a cotton-headed ninny muggins. Cotton-headed ninny muggins <laughs> from Elf. I I oh. I've never heard it. Probably. I've never heard of that in my life, and I I was pretty sure that was an insult. <laughs> um, there it is. According to Buddy the Elf, that's about as insulty as it gets. Okay. Pretty um, much. <coughs> and on that bullshit. So I would say we are pretty much. Do you good. want the his microphone to be recording, or because say something? Point. What would you like me to say? He's there. Perfect. You go. He's fine. You're good. I Fuck can off. talk more. We Bucarels know how to project. Oh, Bucarels! They've been telling me all my life. Not to could you s- just talk softer? This is softer. Yeah. Why are you yelling? I don't get it. Uh, I'm not I, yelling. If I was see, yelling, I know better than to say it to you because you just become louder. Yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like Connor because, like, you know, he's got that four-year-old high-pitched, high-squeal, high-motor voice. Yeah. So he's daddy, 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 daddy. Can I watch Despicable Me? Can I play Smash Brothers? Can I play Pac-Man? Can I play Peggle? You do whatever your heart desires, child. Go for it, kid. Go. Can I have a drink? Yes. One punch! Here. <laughs> I, I, I don't normally give a kid Johnny Walker Blue, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's how you That's do it. That's all I have. That's how you do it. But I tell I you what we do. It. We want you to hit that subscribe button right here and then we want you to go above the old man's head and find all of the Triforce podcasts right in a playlist and then we want you to go right above my head and find the very best tri- Purjangers and Wallhangers video for you and as our main man bed. Connor says one punch <laughs> punch <laughs>